knows your music. He speaks your mind. And he's got you locked on. Your, your online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy. Good afternoon, my beautiful listeners. This is MBS Mind, Body and Soul. Knowledge worth sharing. The voice of hope, the voice of inspiration, the voice of courage. You know, um, the things are busy happening around the country right now. We've been uh, challenged by um, the issue of uh, COVID-19. But now something else, it just came in. And it's busy. It was there. But um, the way it's it's pushing, it's, it's something very, very disturbing. You know, an educated nation, it's a danger to itself. And we are in that situation where we are facing another story of um, gender-based violence. You open up the TV, the first thing you see is it's, it's those issues. The child has been killed, stabbed. Another woman has been um, touched, um, stabbed, you know, all those kind of stuff. But, you know, um, today um, I'm not alone. I'm with uh, Steve. He's going to be, you know, sharing with us from his own opinion. What is it might be um, the problem regarding the gender-based violence? Steve, how are you? Hey, Ray. Are you good? I'm beautiful. Better than you, man. Fantastic. Steve, we have a situation. Gender-based violence. Um, it looks like um, the nation is angry or it's a man, to be precise. Or how can we put it? How do you see the whole situation? I think to answer that question, we have to put it into context. And the context here is the South African black man is the youngest black man in the world. And I can see you asking, I can hear you asking me what do I mean by that. In terms of freedom or independence or their umbilical cord being cut off from their former masters, uh, the system of apartheid, the South African man, irrespective of age, is only 25 years old when it comes to freedom of thought, freedom of culture, and the freedom of living. So if you look at it, what you see women being killed, kids being abused, black-on-black uh, black violence, those are all symptoms of a society that has lost its values, its culture, and its consciousness. Simply, it's a powerless society. It's a power issue rather than it is a physical issue. Mm. Yeah, it's um, the way you are putting it now is starting to make sense. But, you know... Um Irrespective of you watching the TV or you are hearing from the radio, as soon as you hear that information um, through the channel, hearing that um, there's another murder, what normally comes into your mind, especially when they say a woman has been killed? Is it a man issue or is it a society issue? It's both. It's a man's issue. But a man is a product, a byproduct of society. It's the society that brings the kind of man that becomes a murderer. You're not a murderer on your own. At some point, you are a child, a child that was brought up in a society that either perpetuated or either encouraged 
or was okay with murders around you. Nobody's born a murderer. And our society has to change when it comes to that. Now, as much as we're talking, today we're going to focus more on men, black men especially. I'm going to talk from that context because it is what we see in the media. Black men turning against the... It's a case of a protector becoming an abuser. A black man's job is to protect his woman and protect his kids. But all of a sudden, it's become we've become the biggest threat to the existence and the security of the people that are looking up to us for, for the same thing. We're taking away the same thing that we're supposed to give them. But the question is, why? Does it mean a black man is savage? Does it mean that a black man is a beast? Does it mean that a black man is an animal? Well, the answer, of course, is not. It's not. A black man is a byproduct of the society that we live in. It is this society that is created who we are. And how has it done that? It's done that in very simple ways. We come, we live as black people, we live in a society where we're being attacked from every side. We live in a society where we feel hopeless. We live in a society where, whether you like it or not, we fight more battles than any other race in the world. We, there's every single thing that you can think of. It's against a black man to, to, to do that. Now, to narrow it down and bring it to the South African context, South Africa, 94, became independent. Now, pre-independence, it means... It was normal, it was legalized, it was constitutional for a black man that is supposed to be the pillar of the society to be humiliated in front of his society by his master. A man is 50, 60 years old, it was okay for a 16-year-old boy to call him boy in front of his family. Now, this is an angry man. This is a man that feels powerless because in our world, with this world without power, you cannot live. You only need power. You need power for you to change your state. But now, because this man felt powerless, pre-apartheid, and then all of a sudden in 94, post-apartheid, he said you've got freedom, but on paper, but he doesn't, nothing has really changed. The same man is still being called boy. The same man still has to work for mega labor. Same man can still not, doesn't have rights to do a lot of things. The same man, it's purely a matter of a system that was very physical now being turned into another simple way where it's now constitutionalized. Now, this man still has a very deep-rooted hatred of his oppressor. But unfortunately, he doesn't have the power to fight the oppressor back. He knows, you're telling me I'm free, but I'm not free. You're telling me that I can live where I want. But you know, where you live is very expensive, I can't. So I'm not free to live there. You tell me that I can take my kids to any school that you want. But I know, based on how much I afford, I can't go there. You're telling me that... Uh, I'm a criminal. While I don't want to be a criminal, if I look at your TV programs, they're telling me for you to be a successful black man, you must have a BMW, you must live in the suburbs, you have to wear a Louis Vuitton, you have to have Nike shoes, your kids have to go. But I don't have means to be able to supply those things to my family. And why don't I have means? Because the system took away. For you to have means to do that, you have to have a skill. 
but the system never gave me an opportunity for me to skill myself up in terms of education so that I can have enough skills, go to school and have the ability to give those things. So like any accountant, an accountant that is a criminal will use his skills and his skills is his pen. He'll use his pen automatically to steal. So this black man that is big and strong and lives in the township and has a family that they have physical needs, a shelter, food and security, and he cannot support them, then he can only use the only skill that he has. What is that skill? He's got physical strength. So he has to use what he has. So it does not mean that him being physical strength and being physical in terms of achieving his goals and the educated accountant that is using a pen to steal, it doesn't make them two different criminals. They're the same kind of criminals, but they're both using what they have as their skill set. But now, I, I just want to um, look at it a different way. You have described a man before apartheid, and you have described a man after apartheid. And now we have the young guys at the age of 30, um, who have never experienced apartheid regime. And then we have um, young men which are 20, 25, which are, they have never experienced um, the apartheid. And when you look at the statistics, these are the men who become a weapon to women most of the time. And and they, they are the one who busy pushing this anger it's like they've inherited this anger from um the previous generation the generation of apartheid so which means there's nothing that they've learned uh, there's nothing that they were taught how to control their anger because it looks like they're looking at the weakest link which are which are women which is normal which is normal because and I'm just going to go back to what you're talking about. People forget what history is. History is not your past. History is your present. You are a collection of your past. And if these boys are coming from broken men from the system, men that have never known who they are, how can you be what you've never seen? You've never seen your father work, provide, or mm -hmm. protect your family. When you grow up, that's what manhood is. Now, this black man here, this black man here, because he is so angry about his system, about his environment, and about his situation, but he doesn't have the power. Now, we're talking about power now. He doesn't have the power to fight back who put him in that system. He is powerless to direct his anger and his frustration at the one that put him there. He turns that power inward. But because he is a coward as a black man, he doesn't want to commit suicide. He projects it to somebody else. And that's why he takes the closest person next to him. If he's not killing his child, he'll kill his woman. If he's not killing his woman, he'll kill his brother. If he's not killing his brother, he'll kill any other black person that he says is not from here. It's a coward that it's a coward that has no power, that can't project it outside and projects it inside. It's a power issue. And the only way for us to be able to fix this is not by South African legislation 
changing. It's not about creating more laws. We have more laws. It's not about building more prisons. We have more prisons. It's not about employing more policemen. We have more policemen. Those are not solutions. Mm -hmm. Those are symptoms. We have to go back and build the African family where you have a father that knows what it means to be a father, supported by a woman that knows what it means to be a mother. We build a strong family culture because the minute you have a family value system, it will build a culture and culture changes your consciousness. Your consciousness creates the kind of world that you live in. Right now, if you start doing drugs, it will change your consciousness. All of a sudden, you start seeing different people that you never knew existed because it's created a different world for you. But it doesn't mean those people were not there. It's just mm -hmm. your consciousness that is changed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. So now, to, to get to the bottom of this issue, because, you know, South Africa is busy investing billions and billions to, to manage to control this thing instead of going deep down to the roots where the real problem has started they are looking at the surfacing thinking that this thing it will be sorted because i think it's not the first time this thing happened it's not the first year it's not you know it's been happening back then it's been even happening 20 years ago it's busy happening the only difference is the speed on how it's it's moving, but now the way it's happening, it's 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 very very scary to the point of saying, women are no longer safe around the men that's supposed to protect them naturally, and they feel vulnerable around men. So the best way is to go back, and educate men, and educate the nation on how to take care of each other. You know, the, the easy, lazy man's way of doing it is to point fingers at men. <clears throat> but it is the women that bring up these men that we have. 65% of the kids in this country are brought up by women. We have to teach women the kind of men that they have to bring up as husbands and fathers of the future. It is the women that are bringing up these kids. And until we go back to the family structure and teach women what it means to be a man, what it means, how to bring up. Because if you look at South Africa now, most homes are led by one parent, which is the mother. So she's busy training the daughter, but not training the boy. The daughter is being taught how to cook, how to do dishes, how to wash, how to look after the home. But they leave the son. He watches TV the whole time. They buy him airtime. He's got a cell phone. So they are training the girls. But they're not teaching the boys to be men. They have to start training their boys. Don't train the girls and leave the boys. Now, this girl is trained how to be a woman. But for her to be a woman, she needs to be a man married to a man that is a husband. But now she's going to get married to this guy that is looking for a mother in her. He does not know or take responsibility for what it means to be a, a man. He wants to watch TV the whole time. He doesn't want to go to work. He is lazy. He gives up easy. No, we have to change. It's a societal problem. It cannot be, it's not something that can be changed by President Ramaphosa or ANC writing and changing policy at the top. No, it won't. Mm. We need to bring in our traditional culture. This is a collective decision that has to be made. And we have to be able to, 
to have some hard discussions in this country between white and black. We're too scared, you know. We're too scared. Uh, we we pussyfoot around that. Uh, we've got white friends, we've got black friends, and we try to say things that are politically correct. But the truth is, until the black man stops thinking and feeling inferior, and the white man starts stops feeling and thinking that he's superior, the society is not going to learn. We're both damaged, and we not both need help. Mm. So it looks like this is... Um there's still a long way to go until we start realizing it as a society to say, look, we have the problem that we need to deal with. Yes, now, sir. you have mentioned um, an issue regarding to say most of um, the South African families are headed by women and it becomes very difficult for a woman to raise a boy child. My question still remain, where are these men? Good question. The family structure was broken pre-apartheid. Look at nature. All the answers you need are in nature. And let's face it, apartheid was a, was a clever system. Not the best system, but it worked. If you want to break anything, you have to break the order of things. And the order of things, the way God created it is, for a family to thrive, you need a man and a woman. You need a male and female energy. The minute you change that role, you break that society. Now, how did this uh, change? The South African black man was taken to the mines far, far away from his home. And when he went there from his family, he was paid just enough to stay there and uh, he could get booze on credit and then by the time, because he has got nothing to do, they're out of boredom, no family, they live in hostels. He gets bored. When it comes to the end of the month, he doesn't have enough money to come home. So he'll be there for two, three, four years without ever coming home. The woman that was left behind with two kids or three kids, the system took the woman from wherever the township and brought them either to the suburbs or into the factories, the job that the man used to do. Yeah. So the man is earning a thousand bucks. In a mining town, the woman is earning 3,000 rands here. But the man deep inside, he feels guilty because he's neglected his family. So one day, when he comes back, after three, four years, he found his wife has got a two-year-old son. He knows the child is not his. But why would he ask her? He's never, he hasn't helped his family. His family is doing well for the last three years. The man gets into depression. The woman wakes up in the morning. The kids don't even call you by name. They call you Angor Ray or they just call you Ray. You completely displaced in that house. They go to work. The woman goes. You leave the house during the day. You've watched some telly. You go to the Shebin. You meet some other men there that are drinking. Which they have the same problem. They have the same problem. You know, they've been displaced in their homes. You go there. You talk about it. They tell you, in my house, I wear the pants. If a woman does that, I'll beat her. But forgetting, if they were real men, why are they sitting in a shebin during the day? So out of frustration, the woman comes from work. She's looking good. At night, you try to touch her. She says, hey, you can't touch me. You don't belong to this. You can't afford this. Now, she's got more money than you. 
the house you're sleeping in is hers. She's taken the kids to school without your help. The food and the fridge in the house is hers. Everything, the, even the bed you're sleeping on is hers. The only thing you've got is your mining boots. So you're sitting there. She says, you'll only touch me when you become a man. Mm. So you ask yourself, what does that mean? How Where do I, I become a man to a man that is better than me? A woman that is able to bring up a family and sustain it. How do I become a man? So the only way you can become a man at that time physical strength now. It's your strength to beat her. And that's why you see domestic violence is very prevalent in our emasculated men because the only way to show, the only thing that you have that the woman doesn't have is your physical strength. She doesn't need you in anything. And we know a man, every man needs, you want to be needed. The minute a man doesn't feel needed, it's dangerous. Because now he got nothing to lose. It's dangerous. And South African black men don't feel like their women need them because they don't. Mm. So now I'm looking at this this way. It came from way back. Now it's 2020, 2018, 2017 and all that. It looks like we have inherited this behavior because it's still with us whether we like it or not whether the man is doing good or is not doing good but that um, behavior it's still stuck in our minds it's there statistics prove it 65% of all the birth certificates at home affairs are in the mother's name not the father 85% of most school teachers are women 85% of churchgoers are women. So the, the black child, the black boy has no man influence in his life. Where does he see? He spends all his time with his mother at home, goes to school, goes to church. He never sees a man. The only man he sees is uh, when he sees Papa G and he's on Iso Iso. The only man he sees is the BE guy on TV. The only man he sees is the soccer player. The only man he sees as a hero is the Quietoster. The only man that he sees is the Tosi in the township. So he has no, he has no, it's a toxic masculinity where he sees only the negative part of black men as his role models. We need to pull up and we start, we need to start promoting positive masculinity. We need to start showing up for our kids as men. We need to reteach ourselves, be honorable and hold us black men accountable. We need to be able to pull our pants up and stop sagging pants where your bum is hanging out. We need to be able to make our kids PTA meetings with our teachers. We need to stop listening to swearing music and do all those things. We need to stop thinking that it's cool for you sitting at home drinking beer and stuff with your kids. There's a lot of things as men that we have to, to change immediately if we're going to get the respect of these kids. But at this stance, yeah, because look, um, I'm looking at this part and it's it's kind of disturbing. I've been watching, especially you've mentioned something like um, music that we normally listen to, the young ones that um, they listen to that music. 
And in that part of music, we have rappers. You look at the music videos that are being displayed. They are using women like an object. Not women, black women. Yes, okay. black women as an object. No other to race. To spice up. No, no other race does that. No other race uses their own, their own women as stats. No other race would ever use the B word on their women. We're the only people. Our only people. The only race in the world that disgraces our women in public. Mm. And this is very, very deep, eh? And those becomes the heroes that our kids grow up become. Because the society we live in, the world we live in, will only make you a superstar, a rock star, when you use negative language against yourself. It's only us that you'll see us in a, in a nightclub, our own women being called the B-word, and they're dancing to that music. It's only us that you'll see in a traffic light with the top down, with rap, using the N-word, and we're dancing to it. We're the only people that self-trash and take pleasure out of it. We're the only people, if you walk around, you go into the township, they use our own faces to sell beer to our own people to kill them. Like I said, an educated nation is a danger to itself because now when you go even deeper in this issue, these young men, they don't have a father figure. They don't know how a father supposed to treat another woman the very same way with women they never had a father figure so any man that comes in they think he's going to take that space of being a father and now it become a chaotic nation as it is at the current moment as much as we keep uh, pointing fingers men started this but at the end of the day, even women, they are trying to find a sense of belonging as much as the, the, the young men trying to find a sense of belonging. A woman will, in a country or in a society where a man does not know who he is, the woman is in trouble. A woman's, a woman's identity is linked to the man in her life. When the man... It's very hard for a woman that is supposed to be in secondary position in your life to be forced into first position and you become stuck in secondary position. As a black man, we're stuck in secondary position. A woman is tired of waiting and then when she takes lead, it means we have to start living her vision, which will always be against the vision that God put in your heart as a man. And then now the order of nature has changed already. Yeah. Wow. Yes, my beautiful listeners, um, let's uh, just take a short break. We'll be back right after this. He knows your music. He speaks your mind. And he's got you locked on. Your, your online radio. Yes, we're back. Um, Steve, one more thing. Tomorrow, it's um, Father's Day. And we just spoke about um, gender-based violence. 
the man doesn't know his identity. There's a time I spoke to you. You have mentioned something. There's a difference between a father and a dad. Tomorrow it's a father's day. Would you please just break it down? What is a father and what is a dad? I mean, the long and the short of it is father comes from the word F-U-R-T-H-E-R, father. Father simply means if I'm at point A, if I'm starting at point A as a father, if I'm somebody's father, my son should always start at point B. I've moved them further. It's further away. It's moving them closer into the vision of life. A dad mm-hmm. is anybody that sleeps with a woman and impregnates them. I know a lot of dogs that are dads, but I've never seen a dog that is a father. The only thing that becomes a father is a human being. And to become a father, it means you have to take full responsibility and care of the life that you brought into this world. You never hear them say, God the mother. They say, God the father. Father simply means that you have to take care of anything that has come of you. So when you give, when you donate a seed to a woman, mm-hmm. and you make her pregnant and you walk away, you are not a father, you are a dad. And a dad is purely for me, is related to your lower faculties that comes from your groin. A father is the spirit where you have you carrying life. It's a continuation of life. It's giving into God's commandment where you're being told to multiply, where you're being told to get into this world and have dominion. The point of God doing that is he wants us the, the act of sex is a, responsibility, it's a responsible sex that makes it easier for mankind to continue. And that's where fathering comes in. Whatever you bring in this world, you need to be able to take care of it. And that's the long and the short of it. Any man can be a dad, but it takes a very specific person to be a father. And I think we lack fathers in South Africa. Mm. So... Um what you're saying is for you to be called a father you have to be a very responsible human being as a male figure to take care of your offsprings yeah. and and to further it more you 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 brought these two words fa and fu father as a, a spiritual being and then further to further um push what you have started to to the end to see it grows and you went in to talk about the issue of um god the father so we need to take the characteristics of god as a father and initiate them into our own families to make sure that when i'm saying i am a father i am a complete man who is responsible to take care of his own family yeah Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You look at the qualities of God the Father. When God created Adam, there are specific things that he did. Number one, he provided him a place to stay, Eden. Number two, he provided him a place to eat food. He told him to cultivate Eden. 
Number three, he kept him there as a safe place. He didn't just give him everywhere else. It was Eden. It was a, a safe place. As a father, you need to be able to do that. Number four, he taught, Eden, he, he taught Adam about what the rules, how he wants Adam to live. He gave him commandments. You can eat anything off and any of these fruits here, but if you eat this, you shall surely die. He gave him all those. He gave him all those command, uh, commandments, mm, mm, mm. and then lastly, companionship. You cannot be a father if you're not available. A father has to be present in his kid's life. You need to be there for your kids. A father has to be there. Ninety-nine percent available to his kids. The minute you become a father. It means, irrespective of how long and how many hours you worked, when you come home at night and your son cries because he's got an earache at three in the morning, his earache becomes yours. You don't say, I've been working there all night. You get up and you sit and you rock that child back to sleep. Mm. I think this is the generation that we we need to bring up from now on, especially um the young ones, they should know the relationship between a father and a mother and how they treat each other. So um, they need to see how one person treat the other one and how is it to become a father so that when he grows, he knows the responsibility of being a father and he knows the responsibilities of a woman. Because now it looks like everything is being misplaced to the point of saying, I am saying I am a man. Is it because of I'm, I'm wearing pants? That's, it was, that is what is happening at the moment. Mm. Compared to I am a man, I am the man of the house. I need to take care of my responsibilities. If I start something, I need to finish it. If I'm a visionary of the house, I need to push my vision and my wife need to support my vision. And we need to build a place where we call home, where our children are going to be safe. Hundred percent. We live in a society of they eat at McDonald's but go pay at Nando's. They don't understand the reciprocity. It's a culture where people don't want the responsibility of being a relationship but they want sex. We just haven't taught. And as much as we would like to blame them, our kids are an extension of who we are. It's us that have failed. And I'm not trying to point fingers at other men. I've also failed. We've forgotten that life is not a hundred meter dash. Black people must know that life is a relay. And the relay is not determined by how fast you run, but how good you are at passing the baton. And we as men, we're not very good at passing wisdom to our young ones. Our young ones are growing up purely brought up by Hollywood and TV. So their qualities and their dreams of what manhood means is exactly what they do. We have to go back and it brings us back to family. Family is where you inculcate values. Values is what builds your culture. Culture is not just about dressing on Heritage Day, or having Pride Day. No, no, no. Culture is what lives in you. Culture is how you pass knowledge. It's our traditional system of passing knowledge from the old to the young. Culture tells you that if you eat maponya worms, 
it shows you how to grow them it shows you how to cook them it shows you how to continuously store them so that you don't be, you don't run out of them the minute you lose culture you lose access to everything for the last a thousand years that we've gone through a black man that is getting divorced now is because his father and his father and his father's father the system they had built in terms of understanding a woman and how to navigate the tough terrain of marriage is lost because the culture is cut. So it goes back down to family. Family, we have to change our values and we have to value family. We have to go back to the basics. And that's where the solution is. Hmm. So, value is a problem. Value simply means what you value. And none of us value each other. None of us value family. None of us value our wives. None of us value our kids. We value Louis Vuitton. We value BMWs. We value going to the Shebin. We value watching soccer. Because value simply means somebody else is defined what success is for us. We haven't sat down to decide, me as a black person, what does being successful mean? Is it having a BMW living in Santon working for APSA? No. My definition of success is having a stable family relationship where my relationship with my wife is so good that my kids are bringing them every single day. If something happens to me, I know they'll become productive, uh, productive human beings. As a black person, one of the values we know, you are because I am. There is nothing you ever do for you. Everything has to be to the main cause and purpose of always progressing black lives. Mm. I think we will we'll have to come back to that part of values. It will be a topic for another day, the issue of the values, because it looks like we don't know what value is. That is why we acting the way we acting because there is no way that you can um do very funny things if you really know what is your value and your values will direct on how you live your life if you don't intentionally write down your values or know what your values you pick up values by default most of our kids pick values from tv most of our kids definition of success is to get money irrespective of what you do. So our black man's life is a reality TV life. We want to have all the money, but we want all the prosperity without the process. That's why you'll take a gun and shoot your own brother because you want a Nike shoes. That's another issue of identity that we're definitely going to be um, touching on in the upcoming topics. Steve, thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot. I hope my beautiful listeners, you had, you understand now the causes and what needs to be done as a South African society. There is no way that we can go on living like this, having the same problem each and every time and we're busy putting money in instead of going back to the roots and try to solve the issues. Steve, one way to the beautiful listeners before you go racism violence femicide corruption all those things are maladies all those things are byproducts of our powerless people 
black people we've all been brought up to believe that power is sinful but in this world you cannot live without power try starting your car if the battery is flat try making a phone call if the power is flat we've never understood the power of power and ladies and gentlemen the power we have is only that we don't use it every other race is who they are to us because of who we are to them racism is simply the way it is because we submit to other people's ideologies and ideas of who we are the minute we change and focus on who we are and stand our and stand our position the relationship with the other everybody else will change we have the power we kill for money but we we the biggest money creating human beings in the world so this is all about how we treat ourselves that's it you know before i let you go something just came up i had a discussion with you one day you made an example about a banana I want you to share that story with my my listeners the issue of a banana it's a very important story because it 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 tells us how we supposed to treat ourselves and how we want people to look at ourselves uh, remind me the banana story it's it's um you were talking to this other lady it was an issue oh, of okay. yes okay Now, I remember uh, this this is something you'll see it everywhere especially in our young girls the way they indecently dress you know somebody's told them purely hollywood and all these things that your sexuality or your worth is purely dependent on your physical looks so they'll wear mini skirts that exposes more or less everything a short top that exposes their breasts and we had this specific young girl that came to complain to me that uh, guys at the gym were looking at her funny and she had she had basically two threads on her you could see everything she was like an open physical buffet um so i took two bananas i asked for two bananas i peeled one and dropped it on the floor and the one on the table and i told her to pick one So she picked the one that was on the table and asked her why said the other one is dirty and that was the end of it to show her the way you dress you'll end up attracting because the one on the floor it wasn't long before it started attracting ants and cockroaches and that's exactly how you feel about yourself mm. it determines who you attract to you there's a big difference between from a distance if you look at a bee and you look at a fly they look the same but one gets attracted to sweet things nectar and the other one gets attracted to shit so what are you wow steve thank you so much it's <laughs> it sounds funny but it's true it's exactly what is happening um my beautiful listeners thank you so much that was steve he he managed to say things that you know what um who were turning a blind eye on them but thank you so much steve it means a lot for you to coming here um next time we're going to be talking about values beautiful
Thanks, Ray. Thank you so much. He knows your music. He speaks your mind. And he's got you locked on. You're on. Your online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy.